Ball Boys, we're back. Ed's here, Dave's here. How's it going? Hey, we got to, we, we got a special show today. It's our first mm-hmm. guest, Dad. Pretty exciting. He I'm is excited. a sports anchor for TBT News up in Thunder Bay. Covers the Toronto Raptors pretty extensively as part of that job. So we figured he'd be the perfect guy to come and do some raps talk today. A uh, close friend of mine. We, had, we went to school together in uh, sports media <laughs> college. So, you know, uh, it's good to have you, man. Kurt Black from TBT News. First guest on the Bubba's. intro. Uh, hey, you, you know, so man. Much. I had to do it upright. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for doing no, this, man. It's an honor Welcome. Uh, joining you guys. I uh, really Welcome. appreciate it. Oh no, man! Hey, yeah. it's, we're happy to have you. You're, uh, I mean, obviously, I know we've worked together, and uh, I've known you for a long time. Sharp basketball mind, so figured it'd be fun to talk some hoops with you for a little bit. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. You're working tonight, right? Yeah, going in. Uh, Got to do the uh, newscast for eleven, and I'm uh, luckily tonight though. I'm training the new guy, okay. so uh, it's only one show tonight. I do the eleven o'clock, and then he goes on the desk for the AM. So there you cool. go. Hand him the keys and let him take it. <laughs> there you go well um first of all actually i I wanted to start with that we're gonna do some raps obviously but i wanted to start with that you've been covering the lakehead university pretty extensively and it obviously i've been following from afar what's it been like to be that up close to like they're a blue chip canadian school like one of the best programs in the country what's it been like to experience that and see that kind of level of play up close well, it's really interesting because Thunder Bay, like you look at the town, it's it's, you know, blue collar. It's a big hockey town for sure. But uh, those Friday and Saturday nights at, you know, the CJ Sanders Fieldhouse or the Thunderdome or the Wolf Den or whatever nickname someone gives it, um, it's electric and a lot to do with the men's basketball team, which this year have been just uh, fantastic. Like they're uh, top 10 ranked in the nation. I believe they're eight and two at this point. Uh, They're just wrapping up the first half before going into the Christmas break, but they've been fantastic and led by Michael Okafor, who I don't know what it is, but whenever he's playing at home, he's ridiculous. Like he's going for 26, (laughs) he's six, four, but he's had games with 14 rebounds. It's a lot of fun. And the crowd just, they really get into it. Some of them, I don't know if they really know what's going on, but uh, (laughs) they still enjoy it all the same. Didn't you guys just beat Carlton or Ottawa? Ottawa GGs. Ottawa, okay. Wow. Number two ranked in the nation. Yeah, wow. yeah. There's, so, yeah. That's you know, yeah. That's a big win. Uh, yeah, impressive. that must be that must be fun, man. And you know, it's 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 so funny because like you know, you don't think of Canadian universities as like you know a basketball hotbed to get to the NBA stuff like that, but there's a lot of talent, man, and it's a high level of basketball. And no, uh, it really is. It's uh yeah it's it's pretty cool to see it up close. Well that's 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 cool. Man. I'm glad you're... I just have a quick question for Kurt. Like in terms of the the Lakehead style, like what's their style of play? It's really depth. Like they just score with bunches, right? And it's a lot of like free flowing offense, a lot of transition. Um, they like just in waves really kind good... of thing. Yeah, like really good defense starts it a lot, but mm-hmm. then they just have an assortment of guys off the bench that can just shoot. And when you guys, when they have those guys hitting their shots, Michael's not afraid to just go right to the bucket and he can get whatever he wants seemingly at will. Right. That's um, the other so thing. They have like some, they have sense. like some, some high end, high end talent too. Right. Like, they so can, who, who yeah, else go get a bucket? Michael, uh, who else? So there's <clears> in the starting five, there's Michael Okafor, of course, 
uh, Laoui Masambia, both of them played in the CEBL uh, this past summer. Right. So they got some experience there. Um, then they got Eric Gonzalez, who's like 6'9". He's from Spain. He's a big power forward, but he can really stretch the floor as well. Um, oh, and the one man, he's just, I'm blanking on him right now. But <laughs> it's just depth. And then they got the Sagal brothers from Toronto, who just can shoot the lights out. And they're just mm. bulldogs. They're not scared of anything. And uh, even though they come off the bench, like you can see the offense really adjusts when they come in and they can really dictate. And really, when the other team has their starters off, that's when Lakehead really capitalizes and takes advantage. Who's Lakehead's coach? Uh, Ryan Thompson. He's a former player. And hmm. uh, it's funny. I have so much viz of him just pacing up and down the sidelines. You think he's coaching like a, a 500 club. He's so passionate with the team. But uh, no, they have a really good run going on right now. And and hopefully they can carry that on after the Christmas break. But uh, they have a chance to make some noise nationally this year. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree. Well, that's fine, man. That's cool. I'm glad you're having that experience. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's talk some raps. So, boys. Okay, <laughs> well, I mean, we all know the deal here. I'll just set the stage a little bit, and then you can kind of have the floor. Injuries have kind of derailed the first month of the season for them. Kind of hard to evaluate what's been going on. They've been up and down. They're still kind of in the mix, but they're starting to lose some ground on some teams that they need to finish above in the standings. We'll get to that. I don't know. What's your thoughts on where they stand right now as a team? They've had a bit of an ugly week, kind of had a get right game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, we'll so see. The, the losses to I, the Pelicans and, and, and the Nets were ugly, but really yeah, they ugly. They did themselves last night, but yeah, a little, but I, I'm not super convinced yet. But yeah, let, where, I'm curious your thoughts on where they stand. Well, it's been a roller coaster year. Like, that's the cliche that kind of fits it the best, right? And as a Toronto, you know, watching a lot of Toronto sports, I think the Jays have kind of helped me out because everyone expected a massive jump from them and we really didn't get it this year. And the Raptors are kind of in that same boat. Um, Siakam has been transcendent. Like, he's yeah. he's taken yeah. his game to a level that I never thought that he could actually get to. I thought he was always just, you know, Scotty Pippen. And he was the second right. guy, right? But he's proved to me, at least, that he can be the number one option. And he's just so elite this year. OG was spectacular last night. Yep. Um, defensive player of the year candidate for sure. But they're just in this weird, like, no man's land where they yeah. haven't taken that step yet. And I think I think a big part of it is Scotty. Yeah. And... uh Cause he's going to have, he's finding his place in this team still. And he has high ambitions for himself. Of course, the team has high ambitions. And uh, I was watching an interview recently with Chris Boucher, where he said, you know, people are kind of getting low on Scotty and, and all this. And, you know, when, once he figures it out, he's such a smart player. He's got so many things going on in his head when he's trying to uh, go up the court. And I think he's just figuring it out. But once he figures it out, we've seen flashes. He had that almost triple-double with the 30-point game this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the leap. I don't think a leap comes without that. Or, yeah, I agree. Or if we get my mythical, beautiful trade with Shea Gilgis-Alexander <laughs> coming back. Hey, hey, man, I'm I'm right on that as well. 
Uh, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, Kurt. It all it all hinges on Scotty, and and he's been mediocre. There's been flashes, like you said, but really, he's he's been a bit of a disappointment. And it's hard to like everything starts from the defense, right? It's ironic that you were talking about uh, Lakehead like that, but everything with the Raps obviously starts from their defensive end, and they just haven't been that good, especially in the last you know those blowout losses recently. They're, the team just the team just hasn't showed up to play defense, and that and without that, they get most of their offense through transitional basketball. And if you if you're not playing defense, then where do you get the offense from? Uh, it's interesting that they moved mm-hmm. Gary Trent to the bench. I thought that was an interesting move, and and to me that sort of signals that bye bye Gary, uh, you're yeah. you're tradable, like yeah. you're you're, you're out of here. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it's. That was a good move. I but they're lacking a rim protector, and they're lacking like oh my god! I, I, I you mentioned Shea. I, I I was hoping they'd get Donovan Mitchell. I mean, they a need scorer. a scorer. Like, a scorer. They need a scorer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, both you guys are right. I just want to mention quickly: they have a big game. We're doing this on Sunday. They have a big game tomorrow night against Boston at home with a rest advantage. So you never know. I mean, hey, big win there, and it's kind of a different conversation, but. I don't like but the way this, they've been playing. No, go ahead. If I can jump in quick, Ed. Like yeah. uh, what Dave said there about the score is 100% accurate. And and it's the transition offense is how they score a lot of their points because they suck in the half court. I know. Like, they just don't move. Part of that, part that's, that's been, been that. part of that's been injuries, you know. Yeah. And and but you can't ignore that. That's kind of them for years. No, you're right. You're right. And you can't, you can't just, you can't just as good as Pascal is, you, it can't just be him as the only guy that can initiate. And just going back to the Scotty thing, I just want to say, like, I agree with what you guys are saying, but at the same time, to me, he's number one, he's been banged up. He had the ankle issue before the season. I've been reiterating that he's mm-hmm. had some knee stuff. That ankle is a little weak. He fucked it up in the playoffs last year. Like it's been an issue for him and he doesn't look the same in terms of his explosiveness. I think he's just trying to do too much to what to yeah. to the point that you, and you know he's a, a twenty year old in the second year in the in the league. I, I don't think I it's going to say he's only been in the league two years. This is his right, second and year. and and if you look, his numbers are okay. They're not great, but in term compared to last year, like it's not like he's had a huge drop off in numbers. The shooting percentage is where like he's struggling, and but it, it, to me, it's just he's just trying to do too much. And I think once he settles into a role, you got Pascal doing his thing. He doesn't have to really do too much. He can just kind of play his game and plug those holes in the offense. And that's right now in, in, in his development stage, that's where he is. And that's where I think he can thrive the best. I, I do want to talk about OG though, because. Oh yeah. I was, I was going to say it. Uh, I, I, I agree. OG is, is, has having an amazing year this year. And as you said, Kurt, like he's definitely a candidate for defensive, uh, defensive player of the year. The guy's just well, he talk about raising your game to another level. OG has been outstanding this year. Well, it seems like he just has mitts. Like he's just grabbing every ball. Like when you check a box score and he doesn't have three or four steals, it's it's a shock. Yeah. Yeah. Like he got zero or he only had two. What was he doing out there? Like he yeah. is yeah, he's a total threat. And I don't know if me and Ed have had many discussions about Shea. And multiple people have been put into the discussion mm-hmm. board. The, the trade I don't wheel. know you would have to take someone like OG. Well, so okay, so, so so hold yeah. on. Let me just let me just say quickly because this is what I was going to ask you, Kurt. Who's untouchable on this team for you? Because I think in the summer this would be a very different answer. And now 
like is OG on that list? Because yes, to me, for me, he is really because like all summer, the all the discussion was we need to trade OG, we need to trade OG, get OG out of here, trade him for Donovan Mitchell, trade him for Kevin Durant, and now it's like I mean, OG might be our best player right now. Oh, so very, you know what? He he's yeah. he's at the very least the reason why the season didn't go in completely in the shitter when Pascal was hurt for the last month. You're so. I don't know. I, I, would say, I would say I'd say you're right, Eddie. He's untouchable. Is he untouchable and to you? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. What and you know think? what? I, I, watching him play lately, I, and and or this whole season actually, I, I've come to the conclusion that OG Ananobi is a younger version, and this is I really mean this. He's a younger version of Kawhi. Oh, he is. Here we he go. is. Here he is. You can see it, and and it all starts from that demeanor of being a defensive presence. He's, uh, as Kurt mentioned, he's you know if he doesn't get three steals a game, he's having a bad game. Like he's he's established himself as a uh, prime elite defensive player. That's and that's true. and he's following Kawhi's sort of method, right? How how what how Kawhi acted when he was here. He's during still that 20, year. 25 years old too. Wow. Kerr, what are your thoughts? That's the crazy part. Like, uh yeah. Well we've always kind of even when Kawhi was here, that was the talk. That OG was the baby Kawhi. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. He was just quiet little kid that, you know, had all the physical attributes, you know, everything, all the intangibles you'd want, but he wasn't flashy. And Oh yeah, that you don't want to be the Spurs and just send the next Kawhi away, right? So right. Oh, see, I was more on the side that he's not among my untouchables. I would almost have a very, I would have a very short untouchable list. Like who's on that list? Uh, like Spicy P and Scotty. That's it. Yeah. No Delano Banton. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rexdale and all, but um, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, no. No, no I, I agree. I agree. To me, it's 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 Pascal, and honestly, if you could have the right trade, I I mean, I I still think Scotty's on that Untouchables list, but I I do think we have to maybe kind of alter our expectations of what Scotty is a little bit as a player. Um, what? Okay. One one other thing I wanted to throw by you, Kurt. There's been some really ugly losses lately again we're doing this sunday afternoon it'll be out tomorrow before the celtics game so depending on what happens there it could maybe change or not change this discussion but you know they they get blown out two games in a row when they're healthy really no excuses and they have you know the the dreaded players only meeting thing where you know mm-hmm. oh, they change some things come out with a get right game against orlando which i don't know is it's literally, orlando it's the shittiest team in the league uh, they did look good. I think tomorrow, like I said, will be a test. And what's your impression on the locker room's faith in their coach right now? Because I've been having this conversation with my dad throughout this week, and it's like, I'm sorry, in both those games, that to me looked like a team whose coach had lost the locker room. And wow. I know it's hard. And, and you know, That's like Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse has been the savior, you know, for years, and like everybody loves him. I get it, but. Not a lot of coaches last lo- longer than five years, and he's coming up to that point. Like that's a long I don't time. Know. For a coach I, to- I, I, yeah, but I, I, well, I don't think that's. I don't think Nick is the problem. I well, really don't, and I, well, and I don't think he's lost the room either. Um, what do you think, Kurt? I'm, I'm more siding with Dave on this. Like, I think it's pretty quick. I, I get it. You know, coaches have a, a lot of the times expiration dates, but I just don't know if that's the case with Nick with Nick Nurse. Now I know we're biased. He delivered a title. Um 
but he just strikes me like one of those guys that you know is a a coach that's been the franchise the for a long time. Yeah, you I mean, know? I love I don't Nick see him coaching anywhere else. No, I, I, I don't think he's the problem. I think the problem. I mean, hey, listen, every team goes through the the dog days of whatever, and this is December, beginning of December, on the road. You know, the the, the team just felt was flat, and and you get that. I uh, it's I ch- just chuck it up to that. But the, it's interesting statistic. The Raps after last night's win against Orlando are eight and one um, after the when they're ahead at the first quarter after the first quarter, and they're four and ten if they're behind after the first quarter. And that says to me that they have to come out uh, at the beginning of the game and start with energy. Be uh, like uh, the way they started the season, they were disruptive. They were running all over the court, getting steals. Everybody, and it wasn't OG, just OG. It was everybody getting their hands in in the way. And their defense was exceptional. And they tr- their transition game was fantastic. That's where they have to start the game and and not come you know not not enter the game like down thirty after the first quarter. It's just because they have no hope. Then maybe we're in kind of like a Christmas time, like it's like a, I don't know the mid part of the season where it's just kind of a lull. Like I know that's a kind of a BS excuse because we're just like what a month and a half, two months into the season, but. You know, injuries have really impacted this squad. And I know they're healthy in quotations, but, you know, even with guys just coming back, there's chemistry that needs to get back. No, you're right. Conditioning. I I just, to me, those those two losses, specifically the Brooklyn one, was just a little bit concerning. And, you you know, you, you look at the East standings right now, right? And I think the Raptors, it's... we keep coming back to the point that they, it's just been pretty hard to, you know, evaluate. Right. Um, But the Raptors are right now, I'm just pulling up the standing. Sorry. Hold on. Well, the, the, the Nets are now a half game ahead, I think. Yeah, I know. I was going to say like, like the, the Nets who their season has been a complete shit show and they're ahead of the Raptors in the standings right now, the Sixers who have been banged up like crazy and their season has been a shit show. They're ahead of they're tied with the Raptors right now. Miami, whose season has just been completely in the fucking toilet, had <laughs> uh uh seriously, you know, they yeah. had you know a, a last gasp sort of we're not dead yet win against Boston, you know, but like they're 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 fucking playing like it's game seven of the finals to win a game in November because they're they're that desperate. And even yeah. they're only a game behind the fucking Toronto Raptors. So the point is like They've been able to sort of stay connected, but Cleveland's 15 and eight, Atlanta's 13 and 10. Like they got to start winning some games before they fall behind some of these teams. You've got six of the next eight games at home, and two of the sorry, the two road games are against the Orlando Magic. Orlando, yeah. So this is this time, this is a very important stretch between now and Christmas for the Toronto Raptors because they have to, they have to go six and eight in this stretch and start I was finding just thinking some- that, yeah. Yeah, like start finding some footing on the season, you know, and that's going to be mean, really difficult because Boston, as as we all know, are playing on an elite level, and the yeah. Lakers are resurgent. Like they're they've won three in the row. I know you're. Hey, come on, they're playing pretty good for being a shitty team. Well, it's and, Davis. It's Davis. Davis. Yeah, it's, is yeah, it's, it's AD. He's like he's he was amazing the other night. Kurt, what's the team's destiny? First round playoff exit, like this year. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. You know, they just, they're on the verge. 
but they're not there. They need a big, there needs to be a change either internally with, with a jump by Scotty or externally by bringing someone in. You know, it's a really talented squad. There's a lot of really good players on this team. It's just, if you want what we had in 2019, you know, it's just. They're good. Yeah, I agree, Kurt. They're they're good enough to make the playoffs, but they're not good enough to get out of the second round. You know? Yeah, Um, like they could. I I agree with that. I agree with that. But that's when you really start messing with the real players. They're not better than than Boston. They're not better than Milwaukee. Um. Last question before we let you go here. I want to ask you about Fred Van Fleet because I've always been hard on Fred Van Fleet. I do love Fred Van Fleet. I appreciate what he brings. And I think a lot of what he brings isn't quantifiable in stats because he really, like, seriously, there's, if you watch the game of basketball and if you ever played the game of basketball on any kind of level, it's not just about numbers. There's, there's certain guys that are, really good at leading men and Fred Van Fleet is one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important quality and everybody loves Fred. I don't know. He just kills you sometimes because he's just, he's so tiny and he misses a lot of fucking shots, man. Like it's what, it's what I, it's just, it's frustrating because it's, it's hard to talk about Fred in a negative light. Cause like I said, he's so beloved by everybody, but I mean, the reality of the situation is he's killing us. Four out of every five nights, and on the fifth one, he'll go off and go for thirty-five and get all these Instagram posts for, by by the league and all this shit. But in reality, if you watch the games on a regular basis, he's killing you. I don't know. That's just my my rant, but I wanted to get your take on that. Well, I just think Fred's best when there's another guard out there with him, like a legitimate guy, and you know when it was him and Kyle. And they could play off each other, and it wasn't just him. He could spot up for a three, or he could set someone up for something. Um, he needs help back there, and it's not a Gary Trent or something like that. Like no. it's just Gary. The Gary's not the answer there. No. You know, like, I, uh, what about Malachi Flynn? No. I. I think Nick Nurse has just shown by the minutes he gives Malachi yeah. that yeah, the he doesn't trust him. He's not the guy. There. You know, no. he's not yeah. that guy. Um, yeah, but you're right. That's they an need... external thing. Yeah, yeah. They need to find. I'm not even going to talk about the guy in OKC. I've said his name enough. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's pretty up, clear that you know? it's pretty it's... clear that you're you're saying they need to make a trade. Do you, th- it's, they need... you think Fred's? Well, I just think you bring in a score that we all agree they need. Yeah, someone that in crunch time can go get you a bucket, and. Preferably, it's a two guard or someone that's comfortable, maybe a combo, somewhere in there, and then and they a can Canadian? play off each other. <laughs> and a Canadian, maybe with some nice braids, some stylish braids. Um, you have to give up a lot. You'd have to bread. you'd have to give up a lot. Yeah, and you'd be getting a lot. Yeah, you'd You're be right. getting thirty a night. Yeah, well, well the yeah. other team would be getting it. So, um. I agree yeah. with you. You know what you said earlier, Kurt. Like the, it, you were asked, like, uh, is it internal um, uh, progress that the Raps rely on, or do you add another piece? And I think it's both, actually. I think well, it's yeah, it's adding ideal. adding another piece for sure, a scorer in the backcourt, and finding a way to get Scotty to <laughs> to make that leap, right? So yeah, you can't force that stuff though, because I agree. No, I know. And and going back to the thing that you, Kurt, you said about. 
Fred, which I totally agree with. He needs someone in the backcourt with him. And I think ultimately the plan is that Scotty is that guy, but I don't think he's there yet to be relied on uh, from that standpoint right now. I don't think Scotty's that guy that's just going to be at the back of, you know, the three point line. Like I, right. I need a, but you know, but, 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 and Eddie and I, Eddie and I have had this conversation before about Scotty is like the way I, I pictured the Raptors using Scotty is just like how the Lakers used magic. Uh, when he first came into the league, they made him a point guard, a six, nine guy, and it had never been done before. And I think Scotty's the perfect guy to play that position. Eventually, yeah. eventually. For the record, Dave just Dave just compared Scotty to Magic. So well, no, I've I had know. The thought too. Talk I've about the thought talk too. about stemming the expectations. Ten minutes yeah, later, I thought he's gonna get forty five in a deciding <laughs> NBA Finals right. game. But you know, playing center. No, we're not talking about that. It's just. There's certain aspects. I see it too. The way yeah. he throws the no look passes. And yeah, it's just, no, I agree. His the vision. Size, I don't think that's. I think that's the biggest thing with his adjustment this year. His vision is so vast. Mm-hmm. He sees so much. It's a lot of clutter. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he hasn't no, cleared the clutter yet. He's he's just and trying to do does, too much. He's trying to do too much. Yeah. So that's why I don't just, think he's the guy to pair with Fred right now. No, but he's well, the guy to take over for Fred. Well, 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 just just quickly. I mean, you, it's an, it's an interesting thought process because you know, obviously, Shea is the big one, but who else? Maybe on a lower scale, if they don't want to have to give up, basically gut gut their whole farm team. I who got else one. is out there? Jordan Clarkson. Well, that that's a very good one. He's he's a pure scorer, and he's he's having an outstanding season. He's averaging like 19, 20 points a game. Yeah, gets a couple of assists, rebounds. Is he's getting um, you know, he's playing at a high level. And he's on a shitty jazz team that is looking to move him. So I agree. I agree. Hello, Kurt. As a devil's advocate, as much as I like Clarkson, uh-huh. how much different, or how much more is he going to give you than Gary Clark has already given you right now? Gary Trent, or Gary Trent? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I think right? it's consistency. Like, I, I think he's a better I, player for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the consistency. I think it's the consistency thing. He'd basically be an upgrade on on what Gary Trent's role is, right? Um, and he'd have yeah. But I think I think also different games. Like I think Jordan is more of a creator. Like Jordan can get his own shot. Gary's more of kind of like a three and D spot up kind of guy. Jordan can definitely like you. He you can put the ball in in his hand. Well, he can like he can initiate running pick and roll and 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 stuff like that. And you know have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Which yep. is, I think, ultimately what we've all agreed on is what the Raps are missing. That yeah. piece. I think. I think Jordan Clarkson's a good sort of like discount version of what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I guess Buddy Heald comes to mind, but he he wouldn't be the answer. You know, yeah. like he's the spot up guy again. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Malcolm like, Brogdon would have been a guy I really would have liked. Well, Brogdon. I mean, I, well, well, ironically, the guy that came to mind for me was Demar. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, hey, seriously, I mean, great story. Bring him back. You know, the Raps have assets to go and get him. He's exactly what they need. They'd be able to hide his defensive deficiencies because they got a lot of other really good defensive players. And like he's another, he's technically six seven and long. I don't know. He's a guy that you can. It, I love listen, Demar, but I don't think he's the answer. They need a guy that's uh, that's that got can they can get buckets. Energy. Well, maybe maybe, but Demar can score in the especially in the fourth quarter, and he gets to the free throw line. So don't you think Demar suffered a, enough uh, second round playoff exits? <laughs> yeah, in yeah. already. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. think he wants to come back to a losing team. Well, I well, I, and Levine was is is another guy on because the Bulls are going to be blowing it up, man. So those are two guys that came to mind for me. Anyway, it, it it'll be interesting. I don't know if if they're going to go shoot that high, but it is they they clearly if they're not a championship contender, they clearly have to no. do something. But hopefully they can put something together here and, and finish with a top five seed. I still think that's well within the realm of possibility for this team. Oh, for sure. I think that yeah, uh, yeah top five. And, th- and they'll fight, like, whoever team matches up against Toronto, like, it's not going to be a fun time. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, they're a feisty squad. It's just, uh, they just don't have the gunners when it, like, when it's needed most. Yeah, get it I done, agree. You know, it's, you know it's funny, against uh, in both those losses this week to the Pels and to the Nets, they they got behind way too much, uh, you know, by 30 or whatever in the first quarter. But they came back in both games. I mean, they lost by, what, nine to the Nets? And yeah, but I'm sorry. Like... I'm sorry. There's no moral. That's garbage time shit, man. Like, no yeah, moral victories. But that, Brooklyn, they... that, that, was when, that Brooklyn game was over in, like, the first half. They oh, were down by 30, okay? So, like, I'm sorry. Like, the fact that it ended up being a nine-point game because, you know, Jeff Downton, went off in the third quarter against the Nets <laughs> against the Nets bench. Like, sorry, man. Like, you know, Delano Banton hitting shots in the fourth quarter when they're down by 25. Like, sorry. It, that's you not... know, but I was I'm just speaking to Kurt's point that they there's a scrappy team and they they always give you trouble. Even yeah. if they're down by 30. Yeah. Well if they had Shea it'd be a totally different story. Um <laughs> I, I we'll get see. so mad because we'll I watch him score 40 and OKC still lose. And I'm just like <laughs> Bring that 40 here. Bring it <laughs> yeah, home. I know. Bring it um, maybe bring Lou Dort with you. You know, just <laughs> yeah. stash him in your carry-on and bring him with you. There uh, you go. Kurt, we, we, we got to wrap this up. I know you're a busy man. Um, give me 30 seconds on Canada soccer because I know you're oh. a huge soccer guy. But it was a little heartbreaking this past week. It was tough. Um, Belgium game, you know, our Should've hopes won. were there. It was a Should've good won. time. And then uh, Croatia. Croatia, humbling. Oh, the roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for though for about thirty minutes, we were on the top of the world. Yep. And yep. then, uh, and then I don't know what happened. They just blacked out. Literally, it, it looked as if they completely forgot how to play. Yeah. Um, because no, but like they had such a beautiful formation and they had a structure against Belgium to stay in that game, right? Mm-hmm. And against Croatia, they completely lost their structure. And it was just like, uh, well, it was like us playing at Cherry Beach in Toronto. <laughs> it was it was the Algerian guys running around us and scoring goals and just, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. tough. No, but I mean. I think everyone should be really proud of the team. They're going to come back even stronger. I, well, I, I agree. I, I think the future is bright. I'm glad you're in a good headspace. I was worried for your well-being. I, I've because I have witnessed you th- throw a beer bottle across a room when the Leafs lost Game Seven to the Habs. So I was a little worried for your well-being and the well-being well, Josh, of others around Josh you. Josh Piercy wasn't anywhere nearby uh, singing French songs. So yeah, Allez les Bleus. Um, I was my uh, violence was kept in check. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, anything to plug? Uh, nobody. Unless you're in Thunder Bay, check out the news. <laughs> if you're up in Thunder Bay, <laughs> best sports anchor in the area. Um, honestly, dude, thanks for doing this. This is a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to have you back. Maybe in the new yeah, year we'll before do it the again. playoffs. Uh, we'll, 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 Sounds uh, good, have guys. Really enjoyed uh, talking hoops with you. It was a fun yeah. time. Cool, man. All right, man. Good laugh. 
That is Kurt Black joining us here on the Bob Boys. Uh, me and uh, me and Dave will be back in a, a quick second to wrap things up. Um, yeah, Kurt. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, see you, boys. All right, we're back. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. S- discussed a lot of things. I think we're uh, we're all on we the gotten... same page, pretty much. Yeah, right? we, yeah, we're all on the same page about the wraps. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't think we have to continue to go into it, but uh, you know, we'll do another check in in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, leave them alone for a while because I, I just <laughs> my, my, I think I just used up all my Raptors knowledge for the next couple of weeks. But uh, <laughs> anything else? Uh, we were going to do uh, like a little kicker segment kind of thing, but. That was a pretty long discussion. We'll so we're, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll save yeah, it we'll, for another time. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll 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 save we'll save some stuff for next week. Anything you want to get off your chest though around the NBA? Yeah, like the, the we were just talking earlier before we went on, like the um the, the the Western Conference. There's there's thirteen teams separated by five and a half games out of first place, and that's pretty amazing. There are mm. um uh there are there's a lot of really good teams out west. Um, and in the East, there's six teams that are within five and a half games. So it's I'd like to I think the West we should have a little quick little hit on the West next week and and see who's hot, see who's not, see who's surprises, all that kind of stuff. Check in on the West, yeah, because we did a big East blow up a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week. No, it was last week we did a little yeah. East blow up kind of thing. So yeah, okay, we'll we'll do that next week. Touch on the West. Your Lakers are starting to show some life. They are. You know, they're only like the... two two games, three games back of the wraps. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> and that's New... that's just considering they're a shitty team. Like you made the point earlier, uh, a couple of teams that are really shitty have passed us in the standings or are very close. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's a lot of the league is is right in the middle, kind of right around five hundred right now. So nobody's really, other than a very few select teams, Boston basically. and and Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and, and maybe Phoenix, Phoenix and Phoenix, kinda. Yeah, but other than those three teams, everybody's kind of like right around five hundred. So, yeah, I think we'll know more in a couple of weeks. But it's an interesting time for the league. It's it's like I said, it's it's a huge logjam. But you're right. You know the the Lakers. I mean, New Orleans has been playing well. Sacramento has been playing great lately. Yeah, we talk about the them. Kings, I watched the Kings game the other night, and I'm like, yeah. holy crap, they're good. Memphis has been up and down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers are well, Bain's, a mess. Bain's been hurt. Bain's been hurt. So that's everybody's why. got injuries, though, man. Everybody's yeah, got I injuries. Know. You know the Clippers the, oh, the are Clippers, a mess. Clippers are a mess. Yeah. So, man. Be, well, uh, because their best player doesn't give a shit, and their second best player does give a shit, but he's never yeah, and healthy. He's hurt. Yeah. He's yeah. he's always hurt. He's just always hurt. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it's just and and you know the John Wall thing. I mean, uh, you know, it was worth a flyer, but. He's not going to move the needle at this point no. in his career. No. And he's he's had some okay games here and there. You know, Norm Powell's a nice player, but same thing. He gets thing. hurt. He gets he's, hurt and he's he's a he's a he's a good player to have on a good team, but if you're not that great, like he's not he's not raising your your level of play, you know? No. No. He's just uh he's a role player. He's a yep. good role player, but it's just right? So, if you're if your best players aren't giving it to you because they're always hurt, there's just a ceiling on what you can accomplish and that's yeah. their problem. Yeah, Utah's come back down to earth. Yeah, Denver's know. been solid. Oh, um, my, uh, my finals pick! Yeah, <laughs> they have been, and Jokic has been in and out. Hey, like there, yeah. nobody's really talking about the Denver Nuggets, but I think no. in a year where the West is completely wide open, 
I oh, wouldn't and, be surprised if Denver yeah. if, if Denver sneaks out of there. I really would. Because- yeah, I wouldn't be either. And look at Golden State. They start off like a house on fire, and they've settled back down. They're, they're like uh, almost like the Raptors record, 12 and 11 or 12 and 10, something like that. Yeah, they've, they've had issues. But, you know, like, look. They've- Serious issues with Golden State. I mean, they go yeah. deep. Yeah, they've got some they've got some issues. Uh not just health they, issues. No, no. Chemistry shit. But you know, it's like, look, those guys, they've been doing it together for a long time, man. Shit runs yeah. its course. And like I think Draymond, it's it's at a point where they gotta get him out of there. Yep. Yep. You know, they just kind of do. Anyway, well we'll we'll, we'll do a deep look dive up. on all this stuff. There's a lot to discuss yeah, with yeah. the West. But uh, I think well, the general consensus is it's wide open. Yeah, no, that was fun today. We'll 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 be doing more of that stuff. We'll think of some interesting guests to bring on and talk basketball. But until yeah. uh, next fun. time, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, you know where to find us. We'll see you next time. See ya.